Well, when you get a WASD report out, there's always plenty to talk about. And that's why we've got Coley and Kavanaugh on the hook today for two segments. First one, we're going to talk about domestic issues. And second, we'll talk about the global numbers. So get yourselves ready. Coley and Kavanaugh brought to you each and every week by the Allen County Farm Bureau. What? When I spent time in Washington, D.C. last week, one of the things you find out about when you get a chance to sit down and talk with the people of the Farm Bureau is they are doing their best to fight the battles for families. Family farms. The biggest one, a lot of conversations about, we're back to the waters of the U.S. issue that the Farm Bureau fought tooth and nail on for two and a half years. That fight is back again, and it's not looking real good. So your support of the Farm Bureau really helps in that fight. So please consider supporting your local Farm Bureau by simply becoming a member. It's that easy. Go online to it, pays to be a member.org. Well, guys, this is going to be a fun one today. Let's start out with a comment that Arlen Sinderman made. He said, I am shocked that USDA cut its corn yield for this year to 177 bushels per acre. He said, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just surprised they did so before the June report. And then Scott Irwin, David, a guy that you follow all the time, says, I share your shock, Arlen. Either they took seriously the prospect of late planting or thought the outlook for them, number of 181, was a bit too high. John, what's your take on that? Oh, I'm with Arlen Suderman on that. When that number came out and I looked at David said they lowered the yield from their last estimate. They dropped it by four bushels an acre. Now? Why? And David said, well, because the crops are being planted so late. He says, oh, come on, David. Now, you know better than that. It's, it's May the 12th. You know? <laughs> it's too early to be dropping the yield that much. So it may be lower than that when it's all said and done. Who knows? But you can't make that prediction today. And by the way, this report supposedly was as of May the 1st. So I think it's ridiculous and it's meaningless. It doesn't mean a doggone thing. Now we get into July the 12th and yeah. the ball game. Okay, John, there was a lot of interest ahead of the report uh, about the new crop balance sheets for the U.S. One of the things people were watching very carefully, and you've said so much about it, about tight supplies. You drop the yield like that, the production number obviously has got to go along with it. Are you asking this of Coley because you're wasting your time to talk to him anyway? So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. They came out with the carryover unchanged for this year, leaving it at $1.44 billion. And then for 22-23, the new crop year, they only dropped it to $1.36 billion, despite the fact they lowered the yield by four bushels an acre. So that doesn't add up. They had to cut demand right. back, which makes no sense at this point. Demand overall is still very good. And I'll also go on record. I still think they're too high on the corn carryover for this year yeah. and for next year. 1440 is probably two to 300 million bushels too high. And then you carry that over to 22, 23. I think you're looking at the carryover being closer again to about 1.2 billion. And these are very tight bullish carryover numbers. John just knocked me off my chair. He says, hey, it's my show. I'm taking over. <laughs> okay, let's go to the bottom line. What's the average price for corn going to be? $6.75 a bushel. And you know what? That looks a little bit cheap for me. Cheap? $6.75 for corn? Yeah, but when you look at input costs, things look a little bit dear right now. So you want to give the farmer as much incentive to plant corn as you can. Actually, I kind of agree with David on that one. $6.75 looks a little bit on the low side to me too. But then again, it's still early. Okay, it doesn't add up with that 177 yield. But, you know, let's be realistic under the right circumstances. We could have a yield as high as uh, 185 on corn if we have 
have all the right conditions. And then 675 looks a little more realistic. It looks a little too high. Again, an average price on corn today, frankly, is kind of meaningless. You know that, David. It means nothing today. But realistically, I do have to believe that if the carryover numbers are going to be as tight as I believe they are, check the rate of demand. And these numbers do not add up. If we go by the rate of demand, we are way overstated on the carryover on corn. If the carryover eventually gets down to the numbers, I think it's going to get to 675 is way too cheap. All right, David, one of the things that was a little mysterious to me is when we're talking about pretty much everything that John is bringing up right there, seems a little bit mysterious that you don't change the soybean yield. Actually, the soybeans pretty much unchanged across the board. Yeah, they didn't change hardly anything at all. They got the beginning stocks completely the same. They got the yield at 51.5. Now, that's up a little bit from last month. They got the bean yield up, but they don't have the corn yield up, but they're matching the ag outlook. So I think they just went back to the February and never said, oh, that looks better to us. They got the production up to four six four oh my goodness yes they have to given the crushes up 40 exports are up 60 the demand looks really really good and then the average farm price is 14 dollars and 40 cents at this point but i don't think i've ever said this john does have a master's degree in ag economics so he can throw out terms that none of us understand it doesn't take much to throw out a term that you don't understand <laughs> the average idiot can do that us with bs all right I will come back on the soybeans. Uh, they took the carryover down to 235. And once again, that number appears to be too high. Frankly, if you take the rate of usage we're seeing right now, and I'm hearing a lot of stories out there, the crush margins are very good. The crush is going to remain high. You know, did you know, David, that there was a rumor floating around last Thursday that China took all the offers of soybeans out of Brazil for the month of June, that every offer they had, they booked. And that was just a rumor. But if China is buying that many soybeans, holy cow, U.S. soybeans are cheaper the balance of the year when you get out in the fall. So you tell me why that demand isn't going to stay very strong out there. And if we keep the kind of pace we've got now, that carryover of 235 could end up being as, as low as 180 million, which is very tight and very bullish. Yeah, I remember back in the 70s, the broker would go into the soybean pit and says, I'm taking all offers. Whatever you guys have on your book to sell, I'm taking every single one. You can imagine the result of that. So yes, if you're going to go limb it up, what about the Chinese if they do do that and take all the offers from all the soybeans in Brazil? Yeah, that's a huge shockwave to the market in Brazil. Wait and see what happens if they do do it. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that one to see whether that rumor becomes true or not. But most of the time when we hear these rumors, this chatter turns out to be accurate. And China is not off the table. I mean, they just bought 612,000 tons of corn Thursday Yes. in the overnight trade. So they're still in the market yes. with us. Heavens, yes. Now, most of it's new crop. I mean, it was 68,000 old, which I'm glad for, but it's 554,000 new crop. That's why I'm saying that 675 average price for next year's corn looks too cheap for me. What's the average bean price? The average bean price is $14.40. That looks a little bit cheap at this point because, you know, if I'm looking at a 15 crop or 16 crop potentially, given the market's action recently, the beans like this price. Price. I don't know why. The corn looks a little bit unsteady on its feet at these price levels, but the beans say, hey, we're here. We're going to stay here. I agree. But the USDA is being conservative. I'll give them a break on that. At this point, they're going to stay conservative. Now, they get out there in summer and next fall, it's going to be a different ballgame. We can take them more to task then than we can today. Well, I don't know how conservative they were when they're dropping the yield to 177 at this <laughs> point. True. You know, I was like, okay, I was a little bit premature there, guys. John, before we get out of this segment real quickly, just kind of give us a, a general overview. You talk about how tight stocks are. Stocks to use. Just give us kind of a general overview about what you saw in the report. 
Well, actually, I thought the report was very neutral. It was, uh, it really was kind of meaningless. There was nothing there that was particularly startling or particularly interesting. I do think that overall, the USDA is being conservative, especially when it comes to the carryover numbers. And by the way, we didn't talk about world carryover numbers, but that increased. And I'm not sure that makes any sense. Overall, I think the report was fairly uneventful, neutral, with the exception of that yield number dropping the corn yield to 177. That, to me, is startling at this point. All right. Well, we're going to cut it off right there because we got another segment coming up with Coley and Cavallaro. We're going to talk about the global numbers that came out this week. That's coming up when we return here on Midwest Ag. Podcasts by Federated Media. 